Test. Test one, two. Here we are. You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. My name is Tom Flussland, and I am filling in for Cordy today. I've had my doubts about Cordy for a long time, and uh, today has just proven me true uh, that he can't, he just can't get the job done. So here we are. We're going to talk to some people in the lobby. Just got done with second service. Here's our first person. Magnolia, what'd you think of service? Echo! I'm gonna grab Jacob here. Jacob, Jacob, hey, uh, Jay, hey, I got, I got Jacob, uh, right here, right, hey, as, as, uh, oh, uh, oh, as, um, what, let's see, Jacob Dreyer, what's your, 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 um, parking ambassador? Is that what you'd call it? We call ourselves the parking ninjas. Oh, sure. And it's a group of us. Yeah. Because it's bigger than any one person. I see. How do you feel things went today? Because from looking from afar, it looked like a disaster. Well, that hurts, but it's fair. And sometimes this parking lot, the lines in the parking lot are not always ideal for the parking uh, ninjas. I see. And so we have to be very diligent. Uh -huh. And every once in a while, because we're so personable and trying to greet people and talk to them and have right. communication, relationship, conversation, right. sometimes people slip through the cracks on parking etiquette. Oh, okay. So maybe people need to understand better parking etiquette, that there is a parking etiquette. There, there is a structure. There is right. a method to the madness. However, if we're not there to direct, it's very difficult to decipher on your own. I see. It is very much a hidden code. So if you're not standing out there, they should wait to come into the parking lot. If they come, if they come That late. seems like bad advice, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe. on paper, I think that sounds pretty good. I mean, we do our best on a weekly basis. You know, it's a great problem to have. Too many cars sometimes, and we love that. Right. But then we have to find a place for them, you know? Right. And this is their place. Mm, we are going. their people. Keep going. And maybe Parking Ninjas is, is that, their purpose. Oh! Okay, just, just a second. I gotta actually talk to some people here. You're gonna follow me? Echo Church because it's so fun! Okay. And Echo Church is amazing! Alright, enough of that. Okay, I better find some other people here, or Cordy may never let me do this again. Dustin! A man of many words. Hi, Tom. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you more. Say, I am, uh, I'm doing the Echo Church podcast today because Cordy had other things going on, apparently. So, what were we talking about today? I don't even remember. What were we talking about in church? It didn't... Oh, finding a table. Finding, oh, finding your spot at the table, right? Definitely What's your not. table made of? My table is oh. made of fake wood. Oh. I think, wood, laminate wood, but... Everyone is welcome, Tom. Oh, okay. You, anytime. Oh. My wife will appreciate that, I'm sure. So. Yeah. Well, good to know. You may not have noticed, or you may have noticed after listening last week or just to today, that 
sarcasm is a love language at Echo, if not the number one love language. This is Nels, and I have a face for radio, so this mm, podcast is just up my alley. Right, and I, I, can, I can second that, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just kidding. I wonder why no one interviews with you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, where are you, what are you involved in with, with Echo? Uh, I get to get a blue shirt on. Auditorium seating is, is oh. uh, what I enjoy doing and Very helping important. people find their seat, yeah. find out who is here the, for the first time. Unbelievable amount of people here this week that were here for the first time. I was really surprised to see that. So it's just always in- encouraging to watch the church grow and have, have new people uh, whose lives are being touched by this great experience. I love it. Now, they talked today about finding your place at the table and whatnot. Are you going to be part of a table group? Are you leading one? We're really excited to have a have a group of five people that I, that my wife is telling me that we're aligned with. So <laughs> some of that's just happened on its own and. Also excited because my kids are involved, so involved with this church, and um, right now uh, they're serving with the little kids, and and uh, they're also we're going to be hosting the first Echo High at our home here this week, and so we're really excited to see the uh, junior high, middle school, older kids uh, joining us at our home, and hopefully finding their path and their their place at the table as well. Great, I love it. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes. I'm taking a break here from interviewing people because I'm getting some looks and I think it's my breath. So what I'm doing is I'm walking into the men's bathroom here at Willow Creek. It's unbelievable. Uh, in a good way. I mean, and the smell, the smell leaves something to be desired. Scott, how you doing? Please see yourself out. <laughs> but here's the thing. This, this is our Echo team for you. I walk in here, and there are mint. Do you hear this? That's a mint. Um, like one of those uh, Lifesaver mints. There's mints. We got, we got Kleenex for if you have a little runny nose or some bats in the cave like Scott had. Um, there's a men degree... Dry spray, what do we got here? Oh, oh, anti-yellow stains and white marks. That's what Andy needed today. And we got Dr. Teal's body lotion. So if you need full body, oh, no, wait. Okay, eucalyptus and spearmint, perfect, essential oil. So this is if you have full body um, dryness issues like Rodney has. So there you go, but they have mints, they have that, they have a changing table. So if you're a dad and you have a kid who needs to be changed, you come on in here, have a mint, put some lotion all over your body and change that diaper already. All right, so we're gonna get a mint here. All right, now we're ready to get back at it. Christy Cass. Yes, Tom. Filling in for the old Cory Walker today. Good to see ya. Now Thank you me. were, what, leading the Echo, what was it called, culture? Echo culture. Yes. Tell me more about that and how to get involved. I'm dying to know a truly. Echo culture, we're gonna do every Sunday, well, I should say, the first, oh I know. Start, start over. Again, start again. 
I I can't. Don't even interview. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, this whole podcast is going to be great, Christy. <laughs> you were. This was the anchor of the Honey, entire don't thing. Don't so embarrass me. Okay, no, I won't. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Tom. What? Well, Cordy's so still edit I'm, it, so. yeah, and he makes fun of me at every opportunity. No, he does not. This is what echo culture is, ways to embarrass Christy Cass. First of all, I went to Costco and got high-class Izzy's and Killer Brew Root Beer. We have amazing snacks, good coffee, and we go over just what our core values are, what our mission is, who we are as a church, where we want to go, what we want to be known for in this community, and then also help people discover their purpose through life groups and personality stuff where they are learning more about who they are and who they're not and connecting them with other people at the same time. I love it. And it also appears to be a, a place where you, it's kind of grill the pastor's totally. moment. Totally, yeah. So, they, so if you come want, in, yeah, yes. absolutely. Ask the hard-hitting questions. That's what I would do. Yep. Like, how many kids do you want? And Right, which, what is that answer? How long are you going to be in a middle school? Oh. We're going to, about two, two decades, I'm thinking. Okay. That's good. Just kidding. We love it here. Tom guy with pink glasses. At this point, I'm still just talking to people so that I can get out of the actual responsibilities I'm supposed to be doing as far as tearing down stuff in the auditorium. Allison wants to be on it. Allison, what do you have to say? Hi. <laughs> Tom, it's, nothing your recordings can even be able to be used. What? what do you, here, you don't know that. <laughs> I better get back to what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, here's an awesome message from Andy about finding your place at the table. Hope it resonates with you uh, more than it did with me. Goodbye. Anybody you been called to the principal office? If it's not the principal office, you've been called into your boss's office, or your wife has said, we gotta talk tonight. I hope I'm evoking some emotion and some feelings because this is how I felt, that I feel, and how I interpret, and in my opinion, I think the disciples were looking at each other and they're asking this one simple question. Is Jesus talking about you? <laughs> or... Probably more realistically, they start asking this question. Is Jesus talking to me? See, Jesus' invitation to the table is very unique. In the first century, and, and the Jewish and religious customs of the day, who came to the table was a reflection of who you were and who you are and what you're all about. And so it was very uncommon to have different types of people at the table with you. But Jesus, I believe in a counterculture type of way in the first century, he, he bucked against this idea that you have to be like-minded and you have to have this similar social economic status in order to come to the table with him. In fact, it doesn't matter if you are rich or you're poor. It doesn't matter if you are powerful or you are weak. It doesn't matter if you're weak, or if you were religious or you're rebellious. It doesn't matter if you were a saint or a sinner. 
Jesus said, come. In fact, I believe he even invited people that were prideful. And he also invited people that were humble. This is the type of table that Jesus created with his disciples on that night. But I find it absolutely profound that Jesus says, come to the table. And in the midst of this, this moment that we, we do to remember him over and over and over as a tradition and as a sacrament, we, <laughs> Jesus says, right, the verse after he says, but the betrayer in, is in the midst of it. And I believe because Jesus wants us, as we sit at the table, to continually ask ourselves this one question, is Jesus talking to me? Is Jesus talking to us? Now, I paraphrase this first scripture, but I want to dig into Matthew chapter 11. So if you have your Bible, will you go ahead and open up to chapter 11, verse 28? And the context of the scripture that I'm about to read is this, is that earlier on in verse 20, Jesus is rebuking the cities that he had done most of his, most his miracles in. And he was saying things like, woe is this city and woe is that city. And some of you are like, why aren't you saying the cities? Because I can't pronounce them. I don't want to pronounce them. But he was rebuking them and he was rebuking them with this one idea in mind. He said, hey, guess what? I've done most of my miracles here, but you have not turned away from your sin and you have not turned away or turned towards me. Can I tell you this about miracles? This is my thought. This is my opinion is I believe that miracles um, aren't meant for entertainment. They're meant for transformation. I think it's like the illustration of, of like, I don't know about you, but I grew up in central Wisconsin and I grew up out of town and my dad would like, like get a bunch of junk like dropped off in our property and it was wood or it was old shelves or things that were going to be burnt. And, and, and we'd have like the biggest pile of just junk in, in our yard. And at one moment in time in the fall and it was wet, my dad would ignite that fire and it was always amazing. It was like three, four stories high. And what you'd see, we lived a little bit off the highway. You'd see people beginning to turn off the highway to become and come gaze at the fire. Miracles can be like that. But I also believe miracles, you can become so hungry of, of a miracle and, and, and the shock value of, of what Jesus wants to do. And some of you, you've been a part of the church and, and maybe you've gotten uh, pulled in by emotional response. And, and when I just sense that there's someone in here today, you just need to hear this, is the miracle isn't just supposed to be entertainment. It was supposed to get your attention in order to help you take a step into transformation. So anyway, all this to say, that's the context. We read in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, this is after Jesus is rebuking people. I believe he doubles back, and, but he also shares his character and he says this, but come to me. He's rebuking people. At the same time, the very next thing he says, but come to me. I believe that's him saying, there, for those that have had a first chance, you've had a second chance, you've had a third chance, you've had a fourth chance, fifth chance still come to me. He says, come to me and find rest. He says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. We love this type of verse. 
In fact, some of us were like, now this is a great tattoo. This is a great idea. In fact, I want to I wanna go ahead and find it online and put it on my gram. I'll put it on my story. This is, this is very shareable content. For some of you who are like, man, I need Christy Cass art to create a watercolor piece for me. It's very shareable. It's, it's, it's the amen type of verse, but the very next verse is, I think, it, it's meant to catch your attention. And Jesus says this, take my yoke. Take my yoke and learn from me. I believe this is Jesus' invitation to the table and the relationship with God. And I believe this is the rhythm, this is the steps of restoration. That in this scripture, and let me just break it down, the rhythms of restoration, that Jesus invites us to come to the table. It doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter how you are. doesn't matter what your past is. and doesn't matter where your heart is. He says, come and find rest. Can I hear amen for that? God is in the business of giving you a rescue, an invitation into restoration, into a relationship. And in the moment, and I think a lot of us, you're here in church today because you had a moment where where Jesus rescued us. And in in the religious terms of the day, you've been saved and you found that rest, you found that peace you found that hope. You found that grace. And, and that's why you keep coming back. And we love the idea of that rest. I mean, if you're a parent in here, man, you just pray for sleep. It's just amazing. That's why you keep coming back. And this idea is this, is, is, is that's only part of the idea. That we're not meant to just come and stay and find rest, but there is something that God asks us to do, and that's this, is take my yoke upon you. And this is one of those moments where I think we look at each other and say, is Jesus talking to me? I think when we're sitting there within communion and we hear come and find rest and renewal and forgiveness, we want to take the bread and we want to take the drink. But when it comes to yoke, we want someone else to take it. For some of you, you're sitting here like, what the heck is a yoke? Are we talking about egg? No, it's a picture of two oxen bound together, heading in one direction, accomplishing one purpose. That Jesus says, hey, come to the table, find rest, find renewal. But when you get there, I don't want you to stay there. I want you to be bound with me. I want you to be tied together with me, committed to me, but also one another in the local church and in the greater church as a whole. And second, I believe Jesus looks at us and he says, guess what? I've called you to head in the same direction with the same purpose, letting Jesus and God's word begin uh, to allow Jesus, God's word and the Holy Spirit to lead you in the steps and the path that he desires for your life. Y'all get what I'm saying though? I mean, isn't it so much easier to just to receive the rest, to receive the rescue? But when it comes to the yoke and, and the pressure that, that, that you might feel of it, it's overwhelming. And I know for some of you, you've, you, some of you just simply have not made that step and that's okay. And Echo is a safe place for you to sit back and, and observe and, and just see what we're all about. But I just want to go ahead and just put this picture in front of you to say that there is more. 
There's meant to be more. So take my yoke upon me. And then the, the last rhythm of restoration is to learn. It's this commitment of saying and believing that Jesus desires to talk to you, to lead you individually. I believe that Jesus desires to lead this church collectively. And the best part of this learning concept with Jesus and this word picture of being yoked with Jesus is if you were thinking about two ox in a field, how many of you know that the stronger ox will always take more of the work than the weaker one? And the picture of being yoked with Jesus is exactly that. He doesn't expect you to do the heavy lifting. In fact, later on in the verse, what does he say? My yoke is easy. But nevertheless, God asks us to step into that committed relationship with him, say, Jesus, if you ask me to go, I will continue to follow. That was a really good opportunity to say amen. I, I'm getting bored with myself. I need you to talk back to me here. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. We were supposed to learn from Jesus. But some of us, quite frankly, feel like we'd like to teach Jesus a few things. Can I just tell you this? I believe we begin to betray Jesus when I don't think Jesus is speaking to me. For those that are familiar with the scripture, you know, you know that you know that you know that within that scripture, who ends up betraying Jesus. So it's easy for you to think that the other disciples were all, disciples were all scot-free. Scotch-free. I believe the moment that we sit at a table, we sit in a service, we sit in a relationship with others, what I, and even what we're going to call here at Echo Table Communities or Table Groups. We sit in the midst of, of, of relationship with God and others. And in those moments, as the Holy Spirit is, is maybe directing and speaking into your life, Instead of thinking that Jesus or the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you, you easily just push it off and say, no, he must be speaking about Judas or my mother-in-law or my neighbor or my coworker or my kids. Can you hear an amen? This is where I want to tell you table communities here at Echo, I think, are absolutely meant to be this transformational place. We want to invite you to the table, the table where I believe that we dive head first into a relationship with God and also with others. In the reality of table communities, this is the deal is some of you, you're brand new to your faith and we understand that and to, to sit down into a Bible, um, a Bible study where we're really going and diving deep into scripture, uh, that might be very overwhelming to you. And so what we've done is we've created this concept of table communities to be come as you are and go to the ones that are at the level of spirituality or maybe uh, depth that you want to. Uh, and so this is an invitation into relationship with God and others. And we just simply understand some of you, man, you're not comfortable in sitting there opening the Bible because you don't even know where the book of Matthew is. But we hope that you would begin to rub shoulders with people that do. 
And so we think that you should dive head deep into that type of community, into, into that type of group. Some of you are sitting in here today and, and, and quite, quite frankly, you're, you're willing and you're able to lead a table community. We wanna invite you to do that, uh, but it really takes one step uh, for you to communicate something to us. And so if that's you, we'd love for you to, to go online and, and click on our contact page and go ahead and just let us know what type of group you would like to meet with. And Christy and I, or another representative here at ECHO, would love to, to get a hold of you and talk about your heart and your plan and the desire for your table group so then you can do life with God and life with others. See, tables aren't necessarily about who's just there with you or what's at the table, but we believe that tables and the best, the table community and small groups and relationship, we believe that this is the best place for the context of restoration. We love the big gathering. We love what we call echo gather here where hundreds of us come together and, and, and we, we, we're committed to God's word and we wanna learn and we wanna grow and we wanna uh, be encouraged or, or we wanna be challenged. But we believe that in relationships, this is where you can truly make steps closer to Jesus. And like I said, into a, a restored life. Let me just talk a little bit about the bread and the wine as we close here uh, this morning. I paraphrased it, but I feel compelled to, to read it. In Matthew 29, 19, Jesus says, and this is what he did, is he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then the same way after the supper, he took the cup saying, this is the cup and it's my new covenant. I've done this in my blood, which is poured out for you. And I believe that in this religious community or in, in the modern day religious community, we've made this tradition more about the bread or more about the wine or the fact that it's not wine. And I believe if Jesus walked into today and he was hanging out with you, it would be less about bread and less about the wine or whatever else drink you prefer. In fact, some of you hear me out and I hope I don't sound sacrilegious, but I believe, I honestly believe this. If Jesus came in today's society, he might've just broke some pizza. Bread and wine were a staple item in that culture. And so many times we put the emphasis on the bread and the wine, but I believe what Jesus wants to remind us here today that communion is about an invitation to come, to find rest. But when you're at the table, to be committed to Jesus and to be committed with the others that are at the table. It's an invitation to go deeper with God and to deeper with others. I believe that communion, the bread and wine, and what Jesus did on the cross is meant to be memorial and a standing rock. This reminder, we're called to do life together. For some of you, 
we talk about the balanced approach to our everyday ordinary spirituality or this collective effort of echo is, is, is this gro- growing up our kids, it truly takes more than just you. And what I want to tell you today, the best context of, of you growing in your faith, your children going, uh, growing in the faith, is this idea that yes, we, we, we have and we put effort in Echo Church and here we're willing to volunteer, but we're doing life with people as well. We're committed, we're bound to Jesus, we're bound to his word, we're bound to the direction and the leading of the Holy Spirit and we're bound to one another, we're committed. So the questions that I wanna put in front of you today is this, is Jesus talking to you? Is he talking to me? Are you bound? Are you yoked with Jesus? Are you committed to this idea of listening and obeying? This lifelong journey of learning, saying, Lord, restore me, renew me, so that I might go out into your world and make the difference that you've called me to make. Amen? You close your eyes, bow your heads, just for focal reasons. I, some of you are, are kind of wondering if this is the moment we have communion where we pass the elements and, and by the nudging of, I believe, the Holy Spirit and his guidance, I sense that today is not the day that we're going to break bread and take of the drink. But this is the day where we recommit our life to Christ and say, you know what? We receive that invitation. We receive the gifts of the table and the rest, the fulfillment. We're also making this commitment to you, Jesus. We're also making a commitment for those that are at the table with us. For some of you, you're struggling with this idea of being committed with someone else in the, in the local church or in this church or, or quite frankly in your own home because you harbor unforgiveness. And someone's hurt you. Someone has harmed you. And you simply can't make that commitment because you got to go a different direction. And today I just sense that today is the day that by Jesus' help, you are to learn, you are to listen, you are to obey, you are to receive that forgiveness that he wants to give you, but also that you would put that forgiveness upon those people. I'm not gonna ask for any raising of hands or anybody acknowledging where they're at spiritually, but I, I feel like just pausing what my talking and just lifting up you in that situation right now. Jesus, you know the person that came in to Echo today and they've been hurt. They've been rejected. And you're in the business of once again looking at them and saying this, come and find rest 
find forgiveness. And we pray, Jesus, that these people will become yoked with you. This commitment that no matter how hard it is, we'll follow you anyway. So we pray for the ability to forgive, the the ability to be yoked not only with you, but also with others, the body of Christ, that we might listen and obey and live out our purpose and our calling that you have upon our souls and our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. I'm gonna ask that you stand up. And today, uh, I wanna acknowledge that many of us have prayed a prayer of surrender that prayer of being yoked with Jesus. But I also know that there's some people in here that came for the very first time. Maybe this is the third time that they've come here and they've not yet sincerely prayed this prayer of surrender to Jesus. To pray a prayer that says, God, I'm gonna come to the table and when I'm at the table, I'm gonna commit to this idea that you're talking to me. I'm gonna try my best with surrender to do as you speak. So church body, can you pray this prayer that's on screen with me together as we support those that are praying for the very first time? Let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than I have answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all of with us in mind. I accept your rescue that you offer. Save me. Jesus' name, and everybody said, Thank you for listening to the Echo Church podcast. It has been a real pleasure having you here today. I don't know what we would have done without every one of you listeners, truly. So please hit subscribe if you haven't already. We would appreciate it. Um, I love you all. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the Echo Church podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take just a second to share it with a friend or family member who might need to hear this word today. And if you're feeling alone, lost, have a question or want help with anything, please reach out to us. We are the echo.church slash contact. We would love to help you no matter who you are or where you're at. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more, make sure to head over to that website, wearetheecho.church to get all the details and upcoming services and events. Mm-hmm.